The following does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Young Alabama, the organization. Once you feel the feeling for life and love, the oceans both don't let love go by. Just to feel the thrill of love inside, shelter thoughts that you can hide, don't let lovers die. They say winners and losers are two of a kind, you know it's that way. They say winners and losers are two of a kind, you know it's that way. Hey everybody, this is Call Your Time with Young Alabama. We've got Michael Bullington and Will Fuller here to analyze the uh, primary election results from last week. How are y'all? Doing great. Great. Uh, it's hard to believe it's been over a week. Um, I think uh, reality has kind of set in. I look forward to uh, to a good discussion. So we're going to start off the top of the ballot. Um, we're going to talk about the governor's race, then we'll talk about LG, and then we'll talk about the AG and um, Chief Justice races after that. Um, Will, give us your take on the governor's race and how that turned out. Uh, I, I was um, expecting uh, Governor Ivey to win without a runoff. I think that was sort of the conventional wisdom um, heading into the final weeks of the campaign, uh, all the public and private polling indicated that that was going to be um, how the race played out, uh, exactly what happened. I think I was a little bit surprised. Um, a lot of the um, late undecideds, uh, a large percentage of those uh, broke for her. Maybe shouldn't have been that surprised, but I, I had her finishing in the 52 to 53% range, but she, she just performed spectacularly. Um, I think they have to be really pleased, obviously, uh, for her to avoid the runoff was the number one goal. Uh, Tommy Battle um, you know, ran respectably. Uh, you have to be pointed to, to not finish, uh, you know, 30% or higher, though. So, Michael, were you surprised that um, Governor Abbey won without a runoff? Because that's what all the her opponents were gunning for, was a runoff. I, I was a little surprised. Uh, I, I was expecting, especially with lower turnout, that um, that that would that she would get caught in a runoff just because when when the turnout's lower, the other candidates are more likely traditionally to to benefit from that. But um, I, I guess that you know turnout was down across the board. Battle did did well up in North Alabama, but not down in um, you know the rest of the state, honestly. And uh, and I think I think that says something, you know. But it was uh, um, still kind of tight, even in like Jefferson County um, and all. And uh, but I had I had her in our original prediction, uh, Governor Ivy getting forty eight percent, and she got uh, what was it fifty two percent or, or fifty six. Oh, there you go. So like um, that was a. Uh, yeah, so a little bit off my prediction, but firmly within, like Will said, firmly within the um, the realms of possibility from the um, the polling that was done beforehand. So it's not unexpected, um, but wasn't what I was necessarily <laughs> expecting. 
Well, and, you know, if you really look back at it, it, it makes sense. After everything that we've been through, we have had seven elections in two years. We've had, you know, plenty of officials disgrace us in the international news, not even national news. Um, so at this point, I think voters were looking for stability. I mean, as I told the people at the Mark meeting the other day, so long as you don't burn down the Capitol, we'll rehire you to be our governor. Okay. <laughs> Just don't embarrass us. Don't, um, you know, be in the national news and represent our state proudly. And Governor Kay Ivey sure has done that thus far. Um, so, you know, looking back, it, it really makes sense that people just were willing to trust her again because they've seen her performance so far, um, in my opinion. But my biggest uh, surprise was was Will Hightower or Bill Hightower and how he um, he underperformed to me from what I was expecting. I was expecting him to get around 10 percent, but he was, what, 5 percent, a little under. Um, Shay, that was that was the biggest surprise to me. Yeah, he was very impressive uh, fundraising, especially um, right out of the gates. And I think, um, you know, a lot of folks considered him, um, you know, to be fairly viable. But they they made some interesting decisions. They didn't really seem to uh, advertise much uh, where the votes were. Um, so I think one can only speculate that perhaps um, he was setting himself up for a future run uh, down in South Alabama. Uh, just my just my two cents there that he kind of pulled up when he realized, uh, you know, he was in the race when the governor decided she was going to seek reelection. Uh, once she got back in, uh, that made a, a difficult path uh, even more difficult. So they had to kind of uh, reverse course a little bit. So moving on to the lieutenant governor's race. Um, Let's talk about those results. We now have Twinkle and um, Will Ainsworth in a runoff. Uh, Michael, did you think that Will was going to be able to pull it off? I I expected there to be a runoff. Um, I uh, was a little surprised that it was that Twinkle did as um, or as, as well as she did, but I think I think uh, Will did great. Um, I think now it's going to come down to South Alabama, uh, and um, I think he he definitely has the capability of of winning there. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people kind of consider Twinkle, even though she's not the incumbent lieutenant governor, obviously, to kind of be the incumbent in a way, or kind of she kind of has that feel um, just because of her longevity in state politics and her name being such that everyone is aware that she that she exists and that she's been in politics for a while. Um, so I feel like um, her going to a runoff is automatically adds a certain level of vulnerability to her. And if Ainsworth, I think, I think can capitalize on that. He's done a good job um, fundraising. He's just loaned himself another half a million dollars um, for ad buys and has been doing a lot more down in Mobile area. And I think that's kind of, that's going to show. Well, what do you think? Hey, I've been really impressed with um, with Will. You know, he he seemed uh, you know for a little bit there uh, like he was struggling to find the right message. But I think um, 
during crunch time the last six weeks or so, especially leading up to the primary, uh, they started to strike the right chords and, you know, it was the right timing. Um, you know, they, there was uh, some contrast ads that were played by both camps. Um, you know, I think that's kind of a preview of, of what we're going to see over the next five weeks or so. Um, I expect, you know, like Michael said, I don't, I don't tend to think, you know, Twinkle is a, is a, is a known quantity. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing in all cases, but there is a clear, uh, distinction in this race, given that Will's a one-term house member, uh, kind of a firebrand, um, new type of leadership. Um, you know, I think he says he's looking to bring 21st century leadership, uh, you know, back to Montgomery or, or to Montgomery. Uh, and I think that's that's resonating. Um, I do. And, and Michael said they strategically, I think they have the upper hand right now. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how much money uh, Twinkle can raise uh, to counteract some of, of what Will's been able to do. So um, moving on to the attorney general's race. Um, there were there were some big surprises with this race. Steve Marshall ended up um, taking the lead by half a point. Um, Troy King followed behind him. They were at 28.5, um, I believe, and 27. Uh, I, I can't remember what what the exact decimal point was, but I mean it, it was tight. All four candidates today. Um, they they finished within eight points of each other, which is just unheard of. Um, so maybe if y'all could elaborate more on this race and and your thoughts on um, what the runoff is going to look like. So I was um, surprised mostly by how well Steve Marshall did. I I thought he um, it was it was unexpected to me for him to to be the the winner so to speak um with with the highest percentage there like you said though Collier, like we're talking about a few thousand votes in between him and troy king i think i think what is it three thousand votes difference between them and then right. um 20 right and then twenty five thousand between troy and, and alice martin um that was that's kind of crazy to me um so that that showed how just that either showed how neck and neck that, that race was or how people just didn't know who to vote for. Um, and it's interesting now that we're going to have a Steve Marshall versus Troy King, a previous AG versus the appointed AG. Um, and just, you can see the differences in who's endorsing them um, from the Republican Attorney General Association with Steve Marshall versus the Trial Lawyers Association with Troy King. Um, there's some, some def definite differences there. And I'm excited to see how that's going to play out. I think that's going to get much more contentious as it goes. I mean, we saw how um, negative the attorney general's race in the Republican side got um, for a while there. What, what do you think about that, Collier? You know, this this race, I, I said, you know, as soon as Steve Marshall got that appointment, my first thought, just from my experience, before before this, uh, my first thought was that race is going to be insane. Um, and if he does not do what he needs to do with the Bentley case, 
it's going to be, it's going to be an issue. And sure enough, um, here we are. So, and he's an incumbent and only is ahead by half a point um, to Troy King. So he has a lot of questions to answer also. I think the Democrats are definitely going to be um, excited at the opportunity of possibly having Steve Marshall as the Republican candidate um, up against Joe Siegelman. I mean, what is he going to say about Joe Siegelman? His dad appointed him, appointed Steve Marshall, um, you know, back in the day as a Democrat. So, and he also voted for Obama or Hillary in, in the previous election. So I, I you know, it's going to be, it's just a really weird situation. That's really all I can really say about it. Uh, he's got a lot of questions to answer, but he's not going to answer them because he's Steve Marshall. So that's what I think. Hot takes. Will, what do you think? Uh, I, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't surprised. Um, I, I believe um, that the volume uh, of money that, that Marshall had uh, to me indicated, I think he spent $2.1 million uh, in the runoff. Uh, there was some polling that indicated that Alex Martin had a chance. Um, I think she should be credited with, uh, with running a, a hard-fought campaign. She worked uh, harder than anyone, I would say, um, out of the four. Uh, and that translated somewhat uh, to the polls, but I always considered Troy and it being uh, Troy and Steve's to lose. Um, so I'm not not surprised that they were the two that wound up. You know, obviously Troy is another known quantity, um, having held the office before. Uh, this ought to be um, a doozy, as they say, um, over the next five weeks, uh, probably at a level of intensity above. Uh, what I talked about a little bit earlier um, in the lieutenant governor's runoff. Um, I really think that while Collier does make uh, some good points, I don't necessarily um, agree that, and I don't think either of you all would either, that Troy King is a, a perfect candidate either. Um, so I think voters are going to have a tough decision. I don't think it's clear cut by any means. Uh, we just encourage folks to uh, do their research, um, you know, low turnout, uh, you know, negative ads are going to depress that probably even further, if I had to guess. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting to see how it plays out. We get we have the July 4th holiday that's going to people are going to be tuned out. So, you know, it all depends on which campaign can can grab the focus, probably in the last 10 days, uh, I think we're, you know, we should be prepared for some fireworks potentially uh, between the two because they don't, they don't share uh, and on, on the pertinent issues or the issues of the day. Um, they seem to view the office quite differently. Um, and so that, that oh. speaks. Well, well, and, and well, so, and so fascinating to me is that the two different sets of questions that voters are going to have to be asking is the question that voters need to be asking themselves about both of these candidates. When you look at Steve Marshall, why does Steve Marshall's 
donor list match the Mike Hubbard witness list? Why is Steve Marshall emailing legislators about fundraising opportunities the same week that he subpoenaed them? You know, I mean, why is he outsourcing a high priority initiative being the opioid crisis to external legal counsel when he runs an office of attorney? That's his job. I mean, this guy has a record of of neglecting his job or or making deals to keep or get a job. Um, you know, it's just it's crazy. And then with Troy King, you've got to ask yourself, okay, does he take gambling money? Does he care if old ladies play bingo? And are the rumors in Montgomery true? So <laughs> it, it's just insane. And I would be remiss. You know, and by the way, he and his wife have vehemently denied those rumors. Um, but but I would be remiss to not point out that I think that the fatal mistake that Alice Martin's campaign made was not acknowledging or responding to the thank you note and not sharing her side of the story and not getting out in front of that narrative. And I lay that at the feet of Axiom, who she hired to do her campaign consulting. So I, I would be remiss that I, I, I would really be remiss not to say that. All right, y'all, thank you so much for listening. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Young AL Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Young Alabama. And as always, make sure to go to youngalabama.com where you can read our blog, see our, uh, our own predictions from before the election and how wrong we were, um, and listen to the podcast right there. Uh, let us know what you think. You can email us on our website, tweet at us, um, or email youngalpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. For Eagles.